0: You're listening to episode 63 of Daughters on Fire with Robin Arab and Melissa Burton. In today's episode, we're going to dive in to the oh so wonderful art of saying no. This very, very difficult thing comes in handy when you're a caregiver trying to manage your time, but it's hard. So we're gonna talk about how to navigate and how to make saying no maybe a little bit easier. So stay tuned as we dive in into how to say no in order to better
1: manage your time. Are you stressed, burned out and looking for answers as you care for an aging parent?
0: If you are, this podcast is for you. Here you will receive actionable advice from seasoned professionals, validation and compassion for the incredibly tough job you are doing, and most importantly, supportive love from a community of like-minded warriors.
1: You're not alone. Join this powerful community as we support you on your complicated journey and help you transform into an empowered and calmer caregiver.
0: Welcome back, everyone. It's Melissa Burton here with Robin Arab, and we are so excited to talk to you today about saying no. Dun, dun, dun.
1: Be an echo. No, no,
0: no. No, no, no. So Robin and I just completed a time management toolkit that you can purchase in our Empowered Caregiving series and courses. So we definitely encourage you to check that out. But as we were creating that, we help people sort out their priorities in how their time Managing their times with tips. And then we have an exercise that you go through that you can create a list of things you need to weed out of your life. Perfect, right? You finally have those things in your life you just need to say no to. But you just have to say no to them, Robin, right? Right. (laughs) That's the big dilemma. That's what makes it so hard. How do you say no? So, Robin, how do we say no? Kick us off on where we're going to go today.
1: Well, my biggest thing is you say no with no explanation nobody needs to know why you can't do it whether it's time management whether it's you just don't want to maybe it would be it's not your thing and you're just tired you just don't have an extra moment you need that time for yourself so if someone approaches you and asks asks you asks ask again. you <laughs> ask you to do something, whether it be something for the PTO or something for church, maybe something extra for taking care of your loved one, it's okay to say no. You don't have to explain why. It's just, I'm sorry. I wish I could, but I can't. So
0: that is like a strong no. N-O is a complete sentence and done with it, which I can totally see that coming in handy a lot more than most people are willing to utilize it but i can also see people saying to you robin um i can't i would upset people or people would think that was abrasive or there's got to be another strategy around saying no than just like giving them the stare down maybe when the you know the callers the call they want you to <laughs> Lately for me, it's the Red Cross asking for more blood donations. <laughs> I've blood so much and I get bruises and stuff. I've just had to say no. It's even hard sometimes to say no with that. But I have come to saying like a hard no. No, now's not the time. But I usually follow up with an excuse, Robin. I have to say I do.
1: Well, and that that's... We want people to like us. So we want to give them a reason why we can't. We don't want to just leave them hanging. But I tell you, honestly, if I am asking for somebody to volunteer or do something, I would much rather them just say no. Honestly, and this is just me, and you all know how I am. I'm pretty blunt and out there. I don't care why you can't do it. Just tell me no and move on.
0: So would it be part of the style of the person who's asking, if you know they're a very direct person and they cut to the chase, be like, no, can't do it, would be a good response for that type yeah, of person? I think so.
1: But also, w- there's there's ways to sort of redirect or or ways to gather your thoughts. Because a lot of times when somebody's asking something, it's a knee jerk and it's, boom, can you do such and such for me? And we're caught off guard, mm-hmm. which sometimes is the beauty of it if you're the one asking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, say it's okay to say let me think about it. Yeah, I Can like I have that one even days? better. Yes. So it gives you the the leeway to go back and think about it and you at that point have given yourself time to analyze is that in that list of that worksheet that we've created for you is that something that is a have to do or a want to do and and those type things so figure it out for yourself. Now, the downside of that is now you've got to go back so you have another Conversation of no, I can't.
0: You know, um, I have a funny story around that. McKenna, who Robin and I work with in some of our Daughters on Fire, all the beautiful stuff that you see is our collaboration with McKenna. And um, when I was first reaching out to McKenna way back when, when we were first starting our working relationship, and she had quoted me some prices, and it was at a time when I was with my other business my um, counseling business I was taking a step back from things I was doing like um, spending money on and advertising and networking and that sort of thing and I had told myself that I needed time to think about it like I was I was waiting 24 hours before I made a decision on anything <laughs> and so with McKenna I was totally impressed. And wanted to move forward. And my instinct was just to be like, yes, let's do it. But I had remembered, I had told myself, give yourself 24 hours to think about it before you commit to anything. And I said that to McKenna at the time. I said, okay, my new rule is that I'm thinking about things for 24 hours. So let me get back with you. And she thought that was hilarious. And she still talks about it now. But, and we ended up working with McKenna. But during that time, I probably went back and said, no, no. To well over half of the things that I was considering or that people had pitched to me. So, this is great with caregiving if you're one vetting non medical caregiving companies or facilities or all sorts of different choices that you're out there from a cost perspective to uh, a, just time management. All of it kind of goes together that if you say, if I'm somebody who has a tendency to be won over by people very quickly and people can convince me to to say yes very fast, then maybe you give yourself that 24-hour rule. I'm not saying yes to anything until I give myself time to think about it. And then you have, you go back and you think about it, then you also give yourself more time to formulate how is the best way for you to say no.
1: Absolutely. And one thing I just want to interject there. Um, a little sideline or tip from everybody is when you are, when you were talking about non-medical companies or facilities or things like that, the one thing I want to remind people, they're salesmen. They're there to sell their business. I'm not criticizing them in any way, shape or form, but they do make it look fabulous and perfect and wonderful. and, And you're thinking, oh, this is great. And then you knee jerk and you say, yes, but then you go home later and you're looking at things and maybe that wasn't the right decision. So just keep that in mind that they expect you to take some time to think about it. They're thrilled if you don't, but they expect you to. So it's always a self-preservation to just go home and decompress and think about anything and then formulate how to say no. And so in that instance, Melissa, you call back, let's say it, you've interviewed you two companies. The answer is, I appreciate the time you spent with me. I really appreciate the services you provide, but right now I'm going a different way. Right. Yep. So you're not, you don't even have to say the no word. Right. And you, you don't just, have to
0: tell them why, because why? if you're saying you're going a different direction right now, it doesn't mean that you won't come back to that direction. So you leave it open. You haven't told them all the reasons why you didn't go with them.
1: Well, and, and if you start saying, well, your company didn't provide this, this, or this, you're opening the door then for them to continue that conversation and put you on the spot again. Well, we can do this, this, or this. Well, if they didn't mention it in the beginning, it might not be their expertise. Mm -hmm. So it's that just very simple. I'm going another way. And then really the one thing they cannot argue with is right now, this isn't what my family needs.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And they can't argue with that because it's your family. Mm -hmm. So it's not them coming back and trying to change your mind. But as Melissa said, don't burn your bridges. You might need them for another acuity or another um, respite stay or something to that effect. So always keep those lines open, but just deflect with no explanation.
0: Yep. So we've talked about the strong no. We've talked about the let me think about it no. I would love to talk about the silent no. Now, this one is more about changing patterns and behaviors and changing your own boundaries. Sometimes we get into cycles of behaviors that burn us out. And it could be with our very best friends. It could be with community acquaintances where people start to have expectations of you because you said yes once. And then you're in a situation where it's always expected. You're going to show up and keep doing that same thing over and over and over again. And you can build one, it's burning you out, which then leads to resentment, which then leads to why is this always on me? And you want to look at them. Why are people always doing this to me? But the answer is, You're doing it to yourself, unfortunately. But that's not just that. It's kind of hard to realize that, oh, I am my own problem. But once you accept that, then you have all the power. You have all the power to change the dynamic. So it doesn't have to be. I've seen people. I've worked with lots of people where they go through this transformation in counseling. And they are like, I think of the, we have a commercial here locally that's like, um, people yelling out the the window. It's for it's for a lawyer with annuities or something. They're yelling out the window. It's my money and I want it now. <laughs> but <laughs> it's, it's like when people get to the point. It's it's my time and I'm taking it back. It's almost like they want to make a large declaration. To everybody. Trust me, don't don't worry about going that route. That's not going to serve you well. Say it quietly on the inside and change your behaviors. So what does this look like, Melissa? Well, what it looks like is if you have a friend that you're always the one who initiates checking in with, and then when you check in with them, all they do is talk about themselves the whole time, and they don't reciprocate and check back in with you, and you find like, this is really draining me. Maybe what you do is you pull back on initiating. And you let them initiate with you. If they really need that support and you want to give them that support, let them reach out to you. And then probably those conversations will start. They reach out to you. And the first thing they ask is, how are you doing? And so that it becomes more reciprocal instead of they're expecting you to reach out to them and check in with them and see how they're doing. It becomes that pattern of it's you serving their needs. And it's not a friendship that's reciprocal. When you change boundaries, there's an awkwardness. I won't say it's always difficult, but there is an awkwardness when you change your boundaries. And people kind of push up against that. You may get some fallout from that, especially family might really challenge your boundaries. But if you stay firm in your boundaries, everybody will settle into that new norm and it will be a much healthier place for you to operate from.
1: Just uh, yesterday on our church email, they were saying, we want to thank so-and-so because she's been our hostess for so many years and this and that. And I, it turned out that she was the person who, if somebody was sick or had a baby or needed something, she arranged the meals. And you know now they have the calendars and everything, but she still had to take charge of all of that. And that's how she started. And then it became 20 years that this was her position. Now, this wasn't a paid position. This was something that she just took on in addition to everything else in her life. And it's just funny when you're saying that, I can picture this as her in the first place saying, yeah, I can do that. And now it's 20 years later Mm -hmm. and she's ready to step down. And of course, there was a little blurb underneath it said, anybody who's willing to take on this position, let us know. Mm-hmm. and i just thought wonder how many people are going to respond to that <laughs> yes. but um just the the thought of that all getting caught up and being there in for 20 years stuck in that original yes i can do it stage and Robin, i'm sure she was very sincere
0: right she probably <laughs> it was probably part of her purpose and giving and mm-hmm. wanting to take care of others where we probably where it could have been bad was that if it totally drained her and she didn't feel like she could have stepped back or taken care of herself if it it may have been that for 20 years it was really balanced but it makes me think i think associations and memberships and communities and hoas and all the ptas and and sports for your kids i think this is where this can really get out of hand you have one person that takes the helm and maybe wants to be get in there and be like, gosh, if I want it done right, I'm going to do it myself. Does that sound familiar, Robin? And then gets in there. (laughs) And people are real comfortable with them being in charge and kind of let them take the helm. And then nobody else wants to take charge. And so they're left hanging. And you might tell yourself that, oh, if it isn't for us, this thing will fall apart. And if that's the case, is that so bad?
1: Then so be it. Yeah. It's run its its um, lifetime. Also just reminded me of when I started a new congregation years ago. My daughter was little and I accepted to be a deacon. I accepted to do uh, the children's program and I accepted to be the purchaser for a big program that they put on. And an older lady came up to me and said, you know, you don't have to do it all. You can say no. And at the time I was gung-ho, I wanted to get to know people and be in it. It was great. But I tell you, by the end of each of those terms, I was done. I didn't want to do it anymore. And I could say no and walk away. But, you know, I think that we all want everybody to like us. And we all probably some part of us wants to be involved. But there are things that you have to check with yourself and say, do you really want to do this. Is this something that you're passionate about? Is this something that would make your life better? And if it's not, then it goes by the wayside. And it's the same thing with caregiving. When we talk about the teams, building your teams and how we've talked about the one, get people in there that enjoy doing something so that you can do something else. But it's also the, the part of your time is taken up by the caregiving and if somebody says can you do such and such it's much easier to say no when you're exhausted mm-hmm. and you don't want to move forward but there is still that little bit of guilt of maybe I could have helped maybe I could do a little bit and i've often noticed people they don't say the hard no so they'll say no but you know if you need me call me well boom we need you we're going to call you so mm-hmm. when you give the hard no you're done. You you close the door and you're not leaving it open for somebody else to step in and maybe push you a little bit further. So just be really mindful in, in caregiving, in relationships, even in your family at home. Maybe it's ordering out instead of cooking dinner or those type things to keep your time management and know that, boy, I'm really tired tonight and I can't cook a full meal. Mm-hmm. Well, so.
0: and you brought up something when you were talking about when you were first in the church and you were feeling very gung-ho, you kind of wanted to prove yourself. You right. wanted people to like you. You wanted to win people over. You wanted to be connected. So you took on a bunch of stuff. Just like the, it, that goes back to a little bit of the people-pleasing. It's also proving yourself. So people-pleasing and proving yourself can go hand in hand. And when it it reminds us that even though the temptation is there to fall into one of those two traps, prove yourself or people, please, that you really need to take your time and tread slowly as you get to know people, as you get to know the situation, give yourself time to evaluate. And one of the greatest ways to deal with the guilty feelings that come from or the second guessing that comes from, should I do this? Should I not do this? Should I wait? All of that is to bounce your ideas around with someone that you really, really trust. Someone that you know has your back. So that could be a dear, dear friend that you know, or a mentor or a counselor, somebody that's going to help you process through your feelings. Because typically, if you talk to somebody about why you're feeling guilty, they're going to validate that, yes, uh, you know, we do that. Everybody does that to themselves, but they will also help really solidify saying, no, you're making the right decision. And anybody in your position would respect that, would know, would make the same decision. So that person, although they may push your boundary by giving you an attitude and trying to guilt you into using guilt as a tool that ultimately they would do the same thing in that position. So Get that support on your side that you can go to that's really going to in- encourage you and help you process through those feelings of
1: guilt. Absolutely. And and that, wh- whomever you choose to speak with, they can help, one, by listening. So you, you've got your venting and your complaining going on. So you've got your venting that, boy, I really don't want to do this, da-da-da-da. And then they can help you formulate How do you say no?
0: Right. Absolutely. So
1: maybe it's not um, a good time of day for you. Maybe it's not your expertise. Maybe it's not something else. So it it is a way to step up. It's not an explanation, but it's a way for you to fix it in your head. Right. Hey, I, I really don't have time to do this because it's in the middle of the day. And that's when I have to take mom to the doctor four days a week. Mm -hmm. So it's just talking it through and it does make it feel, I think, a little less threatening when you've got somebody validating you and what's going on. Mm
0: -hmm. And you've processed it with them. You've got not your words, but your words and their words that you can meld together. And they may know this person and they may have insight into another best approach to dealing with them. If they do know them, You know that could be a double-edged sword. It it could be helpful, and it also they could be bringing their
1: their baggage. (laughs) baggage
0: So just be. But all of it is an exercise in mindfulness and self awareness. And the real the best way to gain self awareness is with reflection. And you need time to reflect.
1: Absolutely. So take care of you. Mm -hmm. Say no without explanation. Mm-hmm. nix the guilt and move on
0: there you go it's that simple people <laughs> <laughs> we we do know it's very hard and that's why this whole journey of caregiving is complex and difficult and we are here for you so continue to join us as we show up for you in our facebook group and our courses and on our podcast or we hope to be with you again next week
1: until next time We hope
0: you enjoyed today's episode and ask that you subscribe to this podcast. If you find this podcast helpful, please leave a review so we can reach more women like you. You are not alone on your journey, and the Fire Tribe is here to support you. Check us out at daughtersonfire.com and our Facebook group for more support and resources. Until next time, remember, you are the fire that fuels the engine of life.